Hello, everyone, and welcome to School Biz Chat, Moaz Bo's podcast. I'm delighted you've joined us today. I'm really excited to have our guest with us on this particular podcast. Elika Yost is ASBO International's Director of Advocacy, and she's going to explain what all that entails in just a little bit. But in case you haven't noticed, um, there are a few things going on in the political government world. And so we thought this would be a great opportunity to pick Alica's brain, find out what some of the major topics are, and get her insights and perspectives. So Alica, thank you so much for joining us. And if you wouldn't mind, would you tell the Missouri folks a little bit about you? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So yes, I'm I'm Elika Yost. I'm ASBA International's Director of Advocacy. I have been with ASBA International as a staff member since December 2013. So I'm approaching nine years. It's hard to believe it's been that long. But as my title entails, I am in charge of our federal advocacy program. So I work very closely with our colleagues over at AASA, the Superintendents Association, with uh, Noelle Ellerson Ng, uh, their advocacy person. And uh, we make sure that we are lobbying on your behalf and on so on school business officials' behalf, as well as superintendents, to just ensure that your voices are heard on Capitol Hill. We know that you all have a lot going on in your jobs and, you know, paying attention to the tons of federal legislation and regulation and stuff that's coming down is only a very small part of everything that you're responsible for as leaders in public education. So we're just your eyes and ears and voices on the ground. So that way your interests, your students' interests, your school's interests are represented in Washington, D.C. In addition to just the day-to-day kind of advocacy and lobbying work that I do in tandem with Noelle, I'm also uh, responsible for managing as but international's kind of PR media relations so you know I work with our executive director David Lewis to field reporter calls you know media inquiries just to make sure that the public is informed on and engaged in school finance issues as well as education policy issues and also just a, a small little pet project that I enjoy is uh, helping curate content for our leadership newsletter school business leader which is our kind of bi-monthly printed publication that goes out six times a year. So that gives me a little bit of break when I do need to get my my head out of the policy world. (laughs) So I just want to point out to our folks that one of the benefits of being an ASPO member is having a dedicated lobbyist in Washington, D.C. And I think that's really important because as you pointed out, um, we're pretty removed from all of that geographically. And even often emotionally. We're so caught up in our own districts, in our own state, following all of the political stuff going (laughs) on in Missouri. So I think that's something that our folks need to be aware of, that we also have people advocating for us in Washington, D.C. So tell us what the major topics, major issues are As 2022 winds down and we get ready to go into 2023 and there may be some new faces on Capitol Hill and just kind of what you think we can expect over the next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it 
It's been a bit of a flurry of activity in Washington here, especially with the midterm elections and the final tallying of those results. Obviously, some stuff still has to be shaken out. I think, you know, there's the the runoff election with Georgia in December. But for the most part, we we have a good idea of, you know, how this is going to play out in, in the next Congress, the 118th session, which begins in January. So what's different is obviously uh Republicans did flip the House. Democrats did still uh, maintain control of the Senate. Once that Georgia election happens in December, we'll we'll see, you know, just how much of a majority uh, Democrats will get if they win it, or if it's just going to be uh, a pretty good split um, as it's been if if they lose it. So that that may have some impact down the road as far as you know, getting all Democrats towing the same line on policy, you know, uh, next year in the Senate. But we still have to see how that one will shake out. I will say that uh, at the end of January, January 31st, Noel and I will be doing a ASBO International Federal Update webinar, which is really going to do a deep dive into the new leadership in Congress, who is serving on what committees, and, you know, what their policy agenda is going to look like in 2023. Um, but I can all, always just offer, you know, he, here's what the tea leaves say for today. Uh, but obviously, this this is all kind of in flux through January. But one thing I will say is, you know, on the House side with, with Republicans flipping that over, what we might see is, is this focus on deeper investigations and hearings on how all that COVID relief aid that states and school districts and everyone got has been spent. Uh, with a specific you know microscope looking at how schools are spending these funds in particular obviously this question of you know how are school districts spending ESSER funds you know are they spending it wisely are they spending it quickly enough all the stuff that's kind of been going around in the national conversation that's not going to go away if anything it's going to be brought even more into the spotlight because you know the gop wants to really dig in and see are these funds being used well and how? There's definitely gonna be a, an increased pressure for, for accountability. So school business officials, if they really haven't done this already, they're really going to want to start working with their district communications and PR teams to share that narrative of you know what happened during the pandemic, how these funds have helped, how these funds are specifically being used to address student academic recovery, especially with the fact that you had the uh, recent release of the nation's report card scores, the NAEP scorecard showing, you know, these losses in math and reading, you know, having districts be able to say, here's how we're using our ESSER funds to address these issues, um, I think is going to really go a long way in just helping you in the long term with communicating with the public as well as with lawmakers, you know, how these funds have been used wisely. I really appreciate those points. I'm thinking that's something that we could work with our various districts on is maybe crafting some of those key messages. So a focus on accountability in terms of ESSER funding, you think will be one of the areas that will affect our folks. Anything else that you can see coming in the future? Yeah, sure. So something that we've seen that hasn't gained much traction right now because, you know, Democrats are in control of both houses, but might change because you have Republicans that have flipped the House is an attempt to advance any legislation along the lines of pushing for what they call a parental bill of rights in education. So this could potentially have very prescriptive requirements of schools because this is all about 
um, you know, improving school transparency, as well as parent engagement with teachers, principals, districts to, to have access to more information about their students' education and their curricula, and even how, you know, schools are spending their money. So, you know, while there's not any specific bill that I have in mind, you know, right now, we're just seeing a trend of these type of concepts being pushed forth by Republican leaders. So you may see maybe committee hearings or, you know, future legislation in 2023 coming up. And, and what this could look like is more prescriptive mandates concerning sharing information about school curricula and textbooks, their academic standards, establishing required minimums for parental teacher meetings throughout the year, changing how school spending data is shared with the public, you know, listing all your books that are available in your school libraries because of just kind of the culture wars that are playing out at the local level with, you know, what's being taught and what students can read, as well as, you know, maybe prescriptive language about additional rights that parents may get when it comes to school board meetings and addressing school board members directly, giving parents access to information about, you know, were there any acts of violence in the school community? What programs are being cut in budgets? And and, and really just kind of a whole host of stuff. Um, so I think just the, this idea of a parental bill of rights is something that education leaders are going to want to pay attention to, to, to see exactly how prescriptive that language, you know, ends up, ends up manifesting in legislation. Sure, that's something we're familiar with here in Missouri, and we're anticipating a continued emphasis, interest on the same thing at our state and at the state level. Talk to me a little bit about any conversations or you're seeing around school choice, privatization of public education, anything at the national level that seems to be bubbling up. Well, so with that, I mean, I can just speak to just generally that that is right. a key that is a key tenet of of your Republican um, Party agenda when it comes to education issues. So that's just another thing you're going to want to keep an eye out for is, you know, the introduction of more legislation for school vouchers, tuition tax credit programs, education savings scholarship programs, anything you know that can basically funnel taxpayer dollars to private schools, um, virtual charter schools, you know anything of that nature. Now, again, because we we will see a divided Congress, you may see this legislation advanced by the House, but it may not get through the Senate because of the the political dynamics with democrats still you know right. having a majority there but you know there there are some democrats that are to an extent okay with school choice so it's just one of those where i think you need to keep up your advocacy on this issue to explain you know why you wouldn't want this or you know how it's kind of robbing from peter to pay for paul where you're taking dollars from public schools to pay for you know private education um so you know, when it comes to ASBA's advocacy on this, we work with the National Coalition for Public Education, NCPE, and they have a lot of good, you know, talking points and resources on their website in case members want to advocate, you know, on this issue specifically. If it's something that's a huge concern to MOASBO members, you know, you're welcome to reach out to Noel and I uh, for assistance with talking points if, if you're engaging in any meetings on those type of issues too. Okay, that's great. Thank you. So 
What I'm hearing, we need to be paying attention to ESSER funding, how we're using it, how the districts are using it, that whole accountability piece, the Parents' Bill of Rights, and then the whole conversation around school choice is not going away and there are resources available to help our folks as they discuss this with their school boards and communities. So finally, Elika, is there something, if you were a school business official, what would you be doing or what would you be looking at in terms of action? I know I know our folks are busy. I know they have so many things going on, but we're really emphasizing their role in legislative advocacy here at Moasbo and really, really trying to get people to be more helpful in terms of communicating to their boards and to their communities about these issues. So if you were in their place, what would you be doing right now? So the first thing is, is, is staying plugged in, staying tuned in, it, it, get, it, having access to the information that's coming down. And that's something that they can do through MoASBO as well as through ASBO International. This is where these organizations work great in, in complementary to each other. Moasbo provides, you know, that that local state information. Asbo International can help by, you know, providing that federal information. As I had mentioned previously, we have a webinar coming up at the end of January, which is really going to kind of give that here's what's coming, here's, you know, what you need to be on the lookout for, especially in light of some of these issues we've already discussed this morning. And and here's how to get involved. If you are a school business official who has never really lobbied before and kind of needs that sort of training. ASBA International has an online professional development kind of course or bundle, uh, which is advocacy for the school business official. And this teaches you anything and everything that you can think of that you would need to know about why is it important to advocate why is it important to get involved? How to do it? How to look up your officials and contact them? How to prepare for a Hill meeting or a, a, com- a committee hearing if you have to testify for something? So, you know, accessing those type of resources at, proactively to get that training. So when the time comes for you to meet with your official, you're ready to go. You're equipped with what you need to have a successful conversation and really start building those relationships is very helpful. I would also say to save the date for the 2023 Legislative Advocacy Conference that ASBO uh, does in tandem with ASA, the Superintendents Association. And the date for that conference is so July 11th through 13th, 2023. Okay. So it's a Tuesday okay. through Thursday, and that's in Washington, D.C., and we'll be sure to share more information about that. But that conference is a is a good opportunity to kind of get your advocacy boot camp 101 education policy training to know everything you need to know, get prepped for your Hill visits, which, you know, all attendees do during that conference. They go on the Hill for a day to meet with their lawmakers and just share, here's what's happening in our schools, this is the type of assistance we need and, and, and so on and so forth. Other than that, the only other thing that I would say SBOs should be on the lookout for is federal funding discussions that are happening right now through the end of December. They are working on a federal fiscal year 2023 spending package. So this is the spending that's going to affect districts next school year, not not, not this school year, but next school year. and really what you're looking for is to see are there major funding increases 
or cuts for federal education programs like Title I, um, IDEA special education programs, um, career and technical education uh, grants, you know, those big kind of major programs that a lot of districts rely on. And where we are with that right now is Congress is still trying to negotiate a final spending deal. They have until December 16th to pass a, a, a massive spending package. That is not a lot of time <laughs> between now and then. So we are not sure if they're going to get a deal in time or if they're going to have to pass kind of like a stopgap funding measure to keep the government open and running, you know, through through the beginning of next year. But what we're hearing right now is, you know, Title I, IDEA may get some some decent funding increases. But a lot of other federal education programs are, you know, maybe going to get very nominal increases, if any. And as many school business officials know, when it comes to flat funding, that's essentially a cut when you're dealing with, you know, record inflation and, uh, you know, rising costs and, you know, supply chain issues and labor issues and everything that you're dealing with. It basically just your general operations costs more. Uh, so when you're dealing with flat funding, that that's, you know, not not very good news. But we, Noelle and I, are pushing really hard uh, to increase Title I funding, IDEA funding, as well as funding for the Emergency Connectivity Fund for, for student broadband connectivity and, and digital learning. And we're also trying to seek more funding specifically to help rural schools because, you know, they, they've just gotten a bit of the short end of the stick when it comes to, to some of these programs. So we're, we're really trying to focus on those big major programs that, that are going to have the biggest impact for districts next year. Well, that is wonderful. So what I heard was people need to stay plugged in. They need to stay informed. There's online learning available in terms of advocacy, some very specific how-tos. Mark their calendars for the AASA ASBO Legislative Advocacy Conference in July, July 11th to the 13th. And then be sure to stay tuned to see what happens with these federal funding discussions. See if there are any cuts or increases in any of that so that they can be planning for next year. Correct. Alika, thank you, you so much for joining us. This has been informative and I think it will be of value to our members. And thanks to you for tuning in to this edition of School Biz Chat. If you enjoyed this new episode, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please be sure to share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Until our next time, take care. We'll be chatting.